Hey everybody, welcome to Continue Watching. My name is Anton. <sighs> this is Tyler. I'm Trey. I guess the coin toss right. <laughs> and today we are watching No Country for Old Men. This is a movie that came out in 2007. Uh, this is available to be streamed on HBO Max. So if you have an HBO subscription, head there and watch it. So, a quick description, Trey. Violence and mayhem ensues after a hunter stumbles upon a drug deal gone wrong. More than $2 million in cash near the Rio Grande. Rio Grande? Also, violence and mayhem makes it sound like it's an action thing, when it's very much a slow burn thrill. Mm -hmm. Is that why you guys didn't like it? Is because it was boring? You want to know why I didn't like it? Yeah. Do you really want to know? Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> All right. I tricked you, bitch. You do like I it? I really did like it. But there's <laughs> okay. one part I really fucking hated, and I what literally part? stamped my feet on the ground. <laughs> Was what? it the death scene? <laughs> Josh Brolin died! <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even get to see it. I know! I wanted him to live! Nah, dude, that's not how the world works. I mean, uh, at least at least show like a good fight scene or like a nice ambush or something. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be a, a drawn out fight scene, but I would have liked to see how it happened. Oh, I don't care how it happened. Like just mostly the fact that he died because I was rooting for him the entire time. <laughs> it really made it seem like he was going to make it right. Yeah. And when he died, like. I knew he was dead, but I was still holding out hope. And then I saw his body on the ground. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. Is the implication that he cheated on his wife? Really? Uh, uh, how did, oh, how did you come so. to that? I don't, I don't see that myself. Or did well, I just miss something? Oh, I see. Yeah. So maybe uh, I missed something. You know what more bears leads to? More bears. I guess that kind of was the implication, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he ended up with her because she was still dead in the pool. So meaning that she, she never dead in the pool. Someone was dead in the pool. Yeah. So how do you know it wasn't her? Because it was a guy. Didn't look like it to me. Well, I was a guy, so. Llewellyn <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Moss would never do that. I don't know. He he had that, uh, that smile. That rapscallion smile. No, he loved Carla. He never... No way. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. I was just bummed. I, I like that he died. I don't know if it could have ended another way that would have been satisfying. Yeah, I, I'm okay with him dying at the end. Uh, even though, yeah, I was rooting for him too. Um, But you get the whole cat and mouse and throughout the entire thing... And to just not even see how the conclusion plays out, to me, is... I, I want to see that. I'm glad we got our big action moment. And it was in the hotel, dude. That was, like, some of the most tense movie ever. But I think, like, my top five, like, most tense movie scenes is that hotel. When the lights are off and he's listening to him walk down the hall. Oh, man. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Why didn't he throw the transponder, transmitter, whatever the hell they called it? 
because uh, he had noticed too late. Yeah, yeah I throw it out the window. Make noise, throw it out the window. Yeah. Boom. No, what you gotta do is lay in the corner and wait for him to actually open the door instead of shooting it beforehand. Yeah, Don't yeah. face the door sitting on the bed. Lay in a corner on the ground waiting for that door to pop open. Something. Here's the thing, man. They don't have corners in Nam. <laughs> I got a real question for you. Did you guys like Tommy Lee Jones, his character? Mm-hmm. Good. I really liked him a lot. He, I'm a big fan of the book as well. I don't know. I was told by my, my high school media teacher, shout out Mr. James, that this was like, as far as existentialism explored in filmmaking went, this was like the best he'd ever seen. And I didn't understand that at the time, and I still only kind of do. I'll, I'll pretend I understand more. I'm like the smartest guy you guys have ever met. But, I don't know. Does that evoke anything into you, or does it just turn out I'm talking out my ass? Um, I wanted to look this up for everyone. Not me, because I'm the second smartest person I've ever met. Okay. So, just so everyone knows what existentialism is, it's a philosophy... Th- Philosophical theory or approach which emphasizes the existence of the individual person as a free and responsible agent determining their own development through acts of the will. Hmm. No country for old balls. <laughs> oh yeah, don't make sure you spell country right or you'll be watching a porno. No county for old men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This person's um ten reasons why no county for old balls is a nihilistic movie um ooh, nihilistic I argue, masterpiece i would argue against it being nihilism i like the idea that it's an existential take because each individual operator is his own force and i guess you could call it nihilistic because in the end none of it mattered and Shigur killed everybody but i don't yeah. necessarily agree with that i think like i said i think it was i don't know it's almost an anthem each individual person doing what they thought was best and it really, I don't, it, it seems like a realistic th- thing. Llewellyn dying in the middle of nowhere to a Mexican drug cartel and not even Shigur. That's what would happen in real life. Do you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that's a little unbelievable is that somebody would just stand there while he put a bolt gun to their head and pulled the trigger. Hmm. So nihilism, this is just a quick Google search, is the belief that nothing matters. Existentialism is the attempt to confront and deal with meaningless meaninglessness, to not succumb to nihilism or despair, to not give up or avoid responsibility. There you go. Thank you for the explanation. You're welcome. I think it's I think it's easier if we explain what terminology we are referring to. For those that aren't the first and second smartest people I've ever met. Yeah. Everyone's dumb but me. Sorry, Anton. It's okay. I know I'm not that smart. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> hey, I I got street smarts, all right? I don't got book smarts. <laughs> it's good to hear. Whoa. Speaking of cool action scenes, did you know that the silencer for Anton Sugar's shotgun was completely made up for this movie? I was going to say, I was like, I've never heard of a suppressor for a shotgun. Myself. It has a terrifying noise. I would not like to hear that noise. Yeah, every time I heard it, it just sounded like this. Wah! 
<laughs> and then someone was all over the wall. <laughs> Can you make that sound again? Nah, dude. It's okay, I'll clip it. Don't worry. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, don't clip this. Don't clip this chat. <laughs> Honestly, though, sometimes watching these movies, I kind of pick up on on surface level themes, but then I just start to feel like that stupid ogre in the meme. You can only <laughs> like nationalism, religion, and nationalism. The deeper meaning. I can't even comprehend the deeper meanings like remorse of conscience. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, let me at least say I why I didn't think it was the best. Let's hear it. The the story was good, and I think that is mainly the thing that uh, just didn't catch me. Uh, it was well written, and I agree that. Uh, the pacing of the show is done pretty well, but to me, I don't know what it is. It just it didn't grab me. Like, uh, it's a pretty interesting and unique story itself. Uh, you, the the struggle that uh, Josh Brolin had was trying to to run or keep away from him was well done. But I just I don't. It just didn't grab me. It didn't want make me want to continue to watching. Yeah, <laughs> didn't want me to continue watching. And I, that's, oh, that's too bad. I think as far as like thrillers go, this is one of butthole clenching thrill. The first time I watch it, even now, like I know it's going to happen, but it's still like on edge, short breath. I, I, I feel like this movie's realistic. Like I was saying earlier where the, you know, the cartel is what killed Llewellyn. It wasn't, wasn't sugar mm-hmm. where, yeah, in a realistic world, like you don't steal from a drug cartel and get away. I was surprised he even survived the first in uh, the first encounter with the with the cartel after it. Like I just don't that. understand how they kept finding him. Oh, the transponder? Uh, were there two? Are you yeah. talking about when they showed up and killed him? Yeah, how they find him? Yeah, the, uh, the, the his mother-in-law. Time. His mother-in-law gave him away. Oh right, I forgot. So yeah, they were on the way to the um, hotel because he was going to give them the money to fly away and fly somewhere. Um, but they, the the Mexican cartel, recognized the wife, um, and got the location. How did um, how did Carson, Carson find, find them? Find him in Mexico. Uh, I would assume it's just kind of a deduction thing. You could follow the blood stains as they walk towards the gate, and then it's all a matter of just calling a couple of hospitals. I mean, how hard would it be to find the American all shot up staying in a Mexican hotel or hospital? Mm, I don't know, dude. Shit's a little uh, coincidental. Too easy. Do you know Javier Bardem was the first Spanish actor to win an Oscar? Did you call him Javier? Okay, I'm sorry, Javier Bardem. Wouldn't it be Javier? I thought that's what I said. No. <laughs> it was a hard R. Javier. Well, good. I mean, not, I guess not good that he was the first one, but he definitely deserved it. Yeah, this is, out of all, like, I guess, psychopaths in movies, according to the internet meme I read, this was, like, the most realistic I like that he's got his own sense of morals. I, I think, I think that's kind of funny. 
Oh, yeah. It's uh, uh, actual movie news. Scientifically speaking, Javier Bardem is the most realistic portrayal of a psychopath in any movie. Cite your sources. Bandango.com. Mm. <laughs> Bandango, Trivago, you basically the whole, same. You can read the whole report in the latest issue of Journal of Forensic Sciences. Here's a summary of some of its findings via Tech Insider. He seems to be effectively invulnerable and resistant to any form of emotion or humanity. Do you think he killed uh, Carla Jean? Yeah, 100%. He checked his boots for blood, like he did earlier in the film. He would always take his boots off to make sure he didn't get any blood on them. Mm, I think he checked his boots for uh, corporate. Maybe. Do you Do you not think he, he killed her? I don't know. I didn't, but I guess that makes sense. He checked his little booties. Yeah, my, it was my assumption that, that she did. Which, also, if you didn't know, because uh, I'm a bit of a Harry Potter fan, I don't know if you've picked up on it a little bit, uh, I was the entire time watching her, I'm like, God, what is she from? Uh, and she's in Harry Potter. She plays Helena Ravenclaw. I thought she played her daughter. That is Helena Ravenclaw. <laughs> uh, the the lead person of the Ravenclaw house is... Um, Rowena, or something like that. Oh, gotcha. Two hours. This movie has the longest runtime of any Coen Brothers film, two hours and two minutes. This is one of my favorite films, too, because Joel and Ethan Coen just have a lot of range. For, like The same guys who did The Big Lebowski did No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Like, who also, would have also uh, looks like they wrote uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Which I still haven't yeah. finished. I need to. Do. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. I, that was one I really greatly enjoyed. I think I've watched like the first three stories. <laughs> it. Uh, the other thing I've realized is that I wish Tommy Lee Jones would like narrate. <laughs> I think his accent was a little, uh, a little noticeably fake. You think? Yeah, but I I still think he did a good job. If that makes sense. It's fair. No way. One of the Cohen brothers was the producer for Bad Santa. He's the executive producer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and then they go make a cinematic masterpiece. I was ready to fight. Anton, I understand, because this does seem outside your normal sensibilities. Your, was it, not that I expected you to hate great movies, but I know that you're not really crazy about crime procedurals. <laughs> you know, right. and this almost is. But, uh, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it's got the same rating as There Will Be Blood on IMDb, Tyler. Like, are we going to fight about this? Everyone loves this movie. Yeah, it's definitely good. I don't think it's as good. It's not in the same ballpark as There Will Be Blood. I think my biggest problem with this movie is that just, like, nothing happens. A bunch happens. It's not pointless, but it's, like... It's an actual, like, day in the life of. You know what I mean? Like, it follows them through a realistic process. I think that's cool. He's not put away. He just kills people, and that's it. Yeah. I, I, think... I don't fully understand that last scene with Tommy Lee Jones. I think he's, I don't know, talking about how he thinks he's going to die soon. Oh, and he's talking about his uh, the dream with his dad? Or are you talking about yeah. how he when he talked about the dream with his dad. Gotcha. Like I said, dude, I'm the ogre. I can't, I can't fathom the deeper um, meanings of these things. 
that one I'm not a hundo on. I know the rest of the stuff, especially with Shigur and um, Wow, Coda. My sister just got a dog after her old dog died, and she named it Coda. Um, I'm just trying to think. I wonder if Cormac McCarthy fought in Vietnam. I don't think he did. Who? Cormac McCarthy was the author who wrote No Country for Old Men, hmm. which which is pretty uncharacteristic for most of uh, the Coen brothers' styles, is they almost never do something basically, basically word for word. But then, like, the entire last speech is word for word out of the book. All the action scenes are almost directly, like, lifted from the, bo- from the book. Um, it's, it's really cool. But the big parallels I've seen is that it was comparing the Vietnam War to World War II. Now, the sheriff who fought in World War II was kind of a... World War II was one of those wars where you knew who the bad guy was, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's a very black and white type of thing, and then he's introduced to all this crazy violence and all this senseless killing, where... I mean, at the very least, we know Llewellyn was a, was a Vietnam vet. He could be maybe implied that Javier, or that Anton Chigurh was, but at least he could represent the violence of the Vietnam War and how it didn't make sense for... Nobody over a certain age understood, basically, what was going on in Vietnam, because it was something they were so alien to them. And I know that was one of the big parallels that was drawn. But uh, it won four Academy Awards. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And if you, highly, if you hover over the Academy Awards hyperlink on Wikipedia, it pulls up a picture of uh, Anthony Hopkins wearing a fedora and having a popped shirt collar. <laughs> Hmm. Let's see. It was written in when was it written? 2005. So the book. Yeah. Oh wow. I would have think uh, thought that the book would have been a lot older. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's written in, in a, such a way that I, I dig it. But I, I, I think it's interesting to see the different frameworks and morality between the three characters. You know, you can see that the sheriff is very old-fashioned morality. There's good and there's bad and he's serving the people and he's doing what people should do if that makes sense like people should be be trying to act that way you know what i mean he's, he's slow to anger he doesn't carry a gun he level-headed and he thinks things through mm. but he's also volunteering his time and serving the people like what you're supposed to be and then you see Llewellyn, i think is more how people really are where he's acting very selfishly to the point where he's putting himself and even his wife in danger, but he's doing it to make his life better. And I think you could look at Anton Chigurh as just how you should never want to be, the opposite of morality, I guess. The worst of the worst. This destruction with basically no reason other than he wants to. You know? Yeah. In the novel, I guess, uh, who's Wells? He talks to Carson, and he tells him that when he was injured, it changed him. And he realized that he is a man, too, that can be wounded and bleed. Because this is, this is an article talking about, like, kind of how some people are represented. <laughs> like, the people that he kills with the cattle gun, he doesn't... It's, it's talking about how he doesn't view them as people. They're just... There's meat. There's sacks of meat. That's true. He uses a dehumanizing weapon often used on cattle. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. It's really interesting, too. I mean, you could also see three men as their views on God when they work. 
and how at the end of the day it didn't really do maybe it's a critique on religion i mean all believing in god got the sheriff was living in a world that doesn't make sense because he's not being realistic not seeing the world about how it is that's a vanity it's true but i don't know i think this i like this better than there will be blood for me this rates higher Maybe not necessarily in the art of filmmaking. There Will Be Blood, I think, is, as far as that's concerned, just a, a masterpiece. I don't know very many films that beat that. But I think for in the thematic elements of the show and the writing, the acting, apart from Daniel Day-Lewis, is, I think, untouchable. Um, I don't know. I, I prefer this. And that's totally fine, bud. <laughs> so I how- just felt like there was more substance... To there will be blood than there was to this. But I can also see how I just didn't pick up on the deeper meanings of the movie. Which does make me sad, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know, it's it's also something that, like I said, I've read the book a few times, I've listened to the book, I've watched this movie probably twice a year. Um, but what do you, what were you saying, Anton, before Tyler rudely talked over? <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so, I think it's also, it just depends. And reason why I probably didn't like it as much as you guys is I guess I just, it's, I probably watch these shows in a, in a different light than you guys. Um, where you both look into those deeper meanings um, and try to find those things. Me, I'm like, if it clicks, then awesome. <laughs> but to mm-hmm. me, it, it, I, really go into is if it's interesting visually interesting like it picks me up the story catches me and 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 makes me invested uh which it sounds like it's that's exactly what's happening for you guys as well but um it makes you want to explore more uh and and know those kinds of things it just it does not for me it does not make me really uh, wanting to to try to figure that out well, and I think that your point of view is, is val- and, and more important, too. Not more important than ours, but equally as important. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can blow smoke out our asses, but if, if the movie's not interesting, like, who gives a shit what the themes are? <laughs> yeah. So I, I could value that a bunch. It's, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat you are, Anton. It's not very often that I go, I, I look for these things, but I don't, I'm, when I don't see them, it doesn't bother me. It's just when I do, I really like what I find. Well, it bothers me because it's like, I don't know, maybe it's my vanity, but I feel <laughs> I fucking like dumb. Like, I feel like I should be able to pick up on it. Because, I mean, I'm not the smartest apple in the orchard, but... That's true, that's me. I can be red, and I don't like it when I think, oh, maybe I just have a worm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean... I guess I just don't put as much stock into it then. Uh, I mean, I I understand what you mean. Like, it makes you want to... And again, it makes you want to learn more. Um, Maybe it's a a completely different reason. Me, it'd be fully on interest. You you just want to, like, prove prove something. You want to... uh, Or just not knowing uh, makes something uh, in your head go, Oh, I have to know about this. Um... And there are shows that do do that to me. This is not one of them. It's fair. Just... Yeah. But I do agree with Trey. Like, I I like that we all can have such different takes from one piece of film. 
I think it's very important, not so much what others think, but what you think. Except for in this case, when it's something I love. Yeah, then we just have to hate it. (laughs) So I do have a question for you, though, Trey. Um, Because a lot of the things, of course, that you do watch, you have read the books on. Did you see the movie first, or did you read the book first? I saw the movie first. Gotcha. Um, I think I saw this movie... But it came out in 2007. I think I saw it in 2008 or 2009. Like, not too far afterwards. I watched it at Aaron Brown's house. Mm-hmm. She told me it was boring. And I think that's what made me like it even more. Shout out to my high school girlfriend. Your opinions were bullshit. So, yeah. I just decided I liked it even more. But it's kind of... It makes me yearn for a simpler time. Because I think that even the complicated era that these guys were dealing with, it was it's still a little bit more concrete than the shit we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But that's personal thing well i mean hell you could just start killing people no one would know if we do it with a cattle gun that'd be cool i don't know you could look i plus there's a couple of cool websites too that help with looking stuff up here's one of the big themes is the moral decay of conservative values signs and wonders yeah well and there's a line from the book that's really cool it's like he goes, you know. That's they. It's worse. They sell their. They sell dope to school kids, but it's worse than that because school kids buy it. That's kind yeah. of interesting. I do like this article. Said uh, one may wonder when it, it's the. It's referring to the conversation that Bell had with uh, that fat guy. Uh huh. The one who's like, well, if you told me twenty years ago, I'd see kids with green hair. I'd shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says one may wonder whether Bell and his colleague have fallen into a trap of idolizing uh, idealizing the past and rejecting the present as meaningless which surprise is the form which nihilism can take and see that's cool and I like works of art like this because each one of our points of views are equally as, as valid because you can t- interpret art however you want that's why I, I the Mona Lisa gets me hard. Bro. Or like, moan, M-O-A-N. I don't know. <laughs> moan this, Lisa. <laughs> Basically. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking time to at least watch this film. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, was there really music? Like, was there a soundtrack? Very, very loose. Like, yeah. not very often did it pop up. Yeah, definitely think... was not leading anything. And I think that adds to my take that it's realistic. Yeah. Well, soundtrack aside, the acting, like the story, uh, I wasn't sold on the story, but the acting was great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone gave a bad performance. No. Like, uh, what's her? Uh, Arla Jean? Yeah. She did a great job. In my opinion. That last scene, I thought, was, was with her was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm refusing to, to call it. I think that has a, a better ring to it at the end of it. Because uh, the other time that he does that, he doesn't tell the person what will happen. Like, I don't know if he intended to kill the, per- the clerk or not. But the fact that... Uh, Harley Jean knew in the end that she's likely going to die makes it the whole decision a, a lot more interesting. Yeah. yeah, And 
I the the speech she gives to Shigur at the end when she's like, "It's fate." She goes, "No, it's not. You don't have to pull that gun. Like you don't have to pull the trigger. You're doing it. Don't be a liar." Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I thought he didn't kill her. But I don't know why he'd be checking his boots if he didn't. Well, and I think that he's too set in his ways, and because he's more of a force, you know, he's like the unstoppable force. He's he's coming. And I, I I don't think it would be in character for him. I was I was never like unsure. I guess even when I before I noticed the boots thing, because it took me a few watches to see the boots. Um, I don't know. He just isn't like the type of guy who seems like one victim talking to him would change his mind. In fact, he shot the last guy who tried to tell tell him he was crazy. Well, yeah, but different vibe between him between Carson and Carla Jean. No, Carla Jean had much better I think a you know, much stronger point, but the script was really good. Um like so many times I was listening to it and I was just like, wow. That's pretty that's pretty deep. And he does like, it with that cool Texas accent. Yeah. When he was talking with his uncle, he was like, uh, what would you do if man who shot you got out? He's like, well, wouldn't do much. Talking about like how you just got to put a tourniquet on it. Yeah, just some things, some things just are the way that they are, yeah. Really reminded me of a uh, modern classic, The Last of Us 2. <laughs> <laughs> I have not played it. I think people hate on it too much. Uh, from what I know, they I think they I disagree with the writing choices that they've made just based off of the summary of the plot that I've heard. Bro, did you watch Donkey's video? <laughs> no, I did not. You need to watch Donkey's video. Okay. I think that'll change your mind. Because <laughs> it is better, like, okay. I'm biased because I haven't played it either. I haven't even played the first one. The Last of Us won. But when you're not just saying, mm, this, this game is poopy, and you actually look into it, it sounds a lot more interesting than people gave credit. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I, the Last of Us 1's gameplay was not interesting, really, to me. It was the story. It was way more of a mother, or a mother, a father-daughter tale. I have but, not played either of them, so I could not say. I'd be curious. Well, Joel dies. Spoilers. Yep. That was one of those things that was like, I don't get... There was no fallout for the consequences of his action. I mean... I don't want to spoil the end of the first game for you. But Joel does something fucked up. Yeah, doesn't he not take Ellie or whatever her dumb name is? Do you want me to tell you? I mean, we're going to ruin it for anyone else who hasn't seen it. Alright, spoiler alert. No, so Ellie can't be turned into a zombie. And he takes her to yeah, and then at the end they're like yeah, so we're gonna kill her and we're gonna dissect her brain and we're gonna figure out what chemicals for you know stuff like that and there's a chance that we can figure this out so there's not even like a guarantee and he's like uh uh-uh. uh and he kills everybody there like forty people that were trying to save humanity and then lies to her at the end he's like no nobody was there it was empty but she can tell he's lying and so it set up a cool thing for the sequel it was like as they're relationship crumbled is that something she can even deal with and it's like nah some girl is angry and kills joel okay well uh counterpoint (laughs) since you don't know why she killed joel you can't say i'm pretty sure she killed joel because she was the kid of one of the doctors he slept oh sounds like there were repercussions for his actions then 
No, 100%. Also, his relationship with Ellie deteriorated. Right. I'll have to play through the second game. I don't know. But I was... I liked their relationship, and I was hoping it was more of that. That's all. I, I said my, I The reason I brought it up, uh, not to cut you off... Yeah? ...is because... What he, what the uncle said in the movie, I feel like really ties in well with The Last of Us 2. Like, it just came to mind. Because you go on this rampage, spoiler alert, rant, this rampage of revenge, you know? And it ends up, from what I've seen, turning Ellie into, like, a monster, basically. And at the end, she's just like, she kind of comes to the realization, like, I've given so much. This has taken so much from me. I, like, I didn't have... My relationship with Joel disappeared. I should have cherished the time I had with him. I'm wrong for, you know, getting so upset with him. And, like, this is just pointless. I will have to play the game to understand. Maybe and I'll like, watch Donkey's video and that'll clear it up for me. To an extent... I think sometimes revenge is like good, but also, yeah, you got to put a tourniquet on it or else it's just going to keep bleeding and your life is going to suck dick. And that, that aspect of this film spoke to me. I heard it whisper in my ears. Hmm. Okay. I can dig that. I was playing fall guys. And I think that this really spoke to me. <laughs> yeah. Tell me because, more, dude. Because fighting, against Anton Chigurh is as pointless as trying to have fun in Fall Guys. Mm. Yeah, I love that cinema and, and video games can bring all these shitty opinions together so I can hear right. the bullshit in one place. <laughs> it's good to hear. I going to say something, but I forgot what it was. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad we can sit down and talk, have a talk like this. What's next? What, what's next up? Yeah. We're going to go ahead and continue on with another series that we had already started. We are going to watch Season 2 of Westworld. So we are keeping it uh, uh, in HBO's court because they are pretty fantastic. Um, they have the best streaming service by far. Right. Like I've, I think there were a few surveys and stuff that have been done uh, on that. Uh, HBO does have the, the best streaming service. I don't know if it wasn't like specifically the catalog or anything like that, but yeah, HBO is like pretty much pretty much up there. So uh, if you don't have an HBO subscription, you should consider it. Also, HBO pays for that advertisement. Um, so you can go ahead and watch season two again on HBO. Um, speaking of advertisements, come and advertise our podcast. You can find links to them at anchor.fm slash continue watching. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, we'd like to hear from you uh, and suggestions, what you thought about the shows, and what is the deeper meaning of life. So, we'd like to know. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we'll go ahead and catch you next time. Bye. See ya.